Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. And we are talking about the hailing drivers who are going on a massive protest to try and get government to pay attention to them because they say they are being exploited. And there's just tensions in the industry and there's criminality and they are being killed and their taxes are getting hijacked and no one's doing anything about it. We've got Uvutoka Mbelengwa. National spokesperson for the e-hailing industry. Good morning, uh, uh, Vutuka. Welcome to the show. Morning, Bongani and Nana. How are you? Um, we good. Thank you. Twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Um, what are you guys marching for? Essentially, the twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth is us really pleading with government to say it's time now. It's for far too long. We've been on protests, submitted memorandums, and highlighted the exploitation we're facing. Yeah. For far too long, we've gone and tried to initiate dialogues with international e-hailing companies that are not coming to the party. And we're saying, but really, what are our agencies doing? What are our entities, what are our departments doing to say, we need to protect the people participating within this industry within South Africa. We need to make sure that this opportunity no longer is exploitative, but becomes something that can be sustainable and economically transforming to its participants. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the business model, you know, with your app partners. Um, I mean, I'm hearing percentages of 27%, some of 25%. If you had to give it to me on a practical level, on a night when the driver's been working really hard, how much money do they make on average? And how much money does uh, do, do all these other costs take away from them for them to be left with how much? Okay, so let me break down cost and clarify for you, right? You look at yeah. uh, Uber platform, which says it takes 25%. But then once you load all the other additional hidden costs, we're sitting at over 30%, closer to 35%, right? Yeah. Uh, you look at the operational cost. We haven't had a fuel a price increase in the fares that are charged in over seven, eight years. But fuel has gone up almost mm. double in that time. And yeah. you look uh-huh. at the cost of a vehicle. And, you know, I think we need to begin to also adopt terminology that is relevant. Uh, People who drive in this industry are not drivers, they are business people. Because for me to enter this industry, I must find a vehicle and finance a vehicle. You're looking at a minimum spend of between three three to four hundred thousand rand. I must make sure I've got the right licensing and I've got the right accreditation. So there's a substantial investment that goes in. We're looking for app partners that are going to begin to want to guarantee us a return on investment if we then work with them. Because mm, 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 mm. you're not just coming here begging for a driving job. No, I completely get that. No, and no, then- we're not coming here looking for an opportunity. We're here to be a partner. <laughs> this is no, what no, the I agreement says with Uber and yeah. other uh, app companies that we are partners, but there isn't a single joint decision-making platform reflective of a partnership. You have been treated like a driver. Yes, we are being treated like drivers. We are being treated as though, uh, you know, we are being done a favor by being hosted on these platforms. Now, why we are pleading with government to begin to show up? These vehicles are locally funded. The vast amount of investment that sits within sector emanates from homes. I heard a caller now on a voice note saying that uh, they come from Pretoria, that the, the sister wanted to buy a vehicle so that the brother can work. You see, we don't have jobs in this country. People are seeking economic opportunities. And there are many sisters, mothers, fathers, and grandparents who are dipping into their savings, putting themselves into debt so that a sibling or a family mm-hmm. member can begin mm-hmm. to participate within the economy yes. in a positive mm-hmm. manner. But yeah. what is ending up happening is that families are left in debt. 
unable to sustain themselves, unable to service the debt. The vehicle is repossessed. It's refinanced back into the system. At some point, we need to put a stop to this. So if you put yourself in the shoes of the e-hailing companies and you see the supply-demand factors that come into play, they're trying to keep the prices low for their customers and they're hoping that you are in a position where you are getting more business. Is that the case at the moment? How is business since the start of the pandemic? No, no. They, I think, I think that's, that's not a, a correct perspective on that. I think we need a balanced approach on this thing. As much as we want business and customer to grow it must be we must grow industry in accordance to the growth of demand right now there's an oversupply of vehicles there's an oversaturation of Mm -hmm. vehicles it's almost as though app companies want to make sure by the time demand grows vehicles are already ready already in place but we have to then in the meantime fund those vehicles what we need is a regulated industry that will then look at supply and demand from a neutral perspective and we believe this is the role of government to say Yes, there is demand in this industry. There is growth. Once the permits and the licensing uh, that for, for, for industry, for e-hailing uh, is, is properly structured, we can see yeah. as demand grows, we release more permits into industry so that there is a controlled growth. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. more dangerous than uncontrolled growth. We need controlled growth so that the opportunity can be sustained and but domestic the, investment can be protected. You know, we can't go on and continue to look for global investment to come and do business in South Africa, but we fail to protect the domestic investment within our own country. But okay, so I'm going to ask you two questions because of time, right? We've got a minute before we go to news. I just want to know what's been government's stance, I guess, on the tensions or violence between you guys and the minibus taxi industry. And the second question would be around females either getting robbed or sexually harassed. Um, how does the vetting process actually work for when you guys, I guess, accept drivers? Okay, the, the, the stance with government, really, we don't know. And we are really then also saying to Santago, you need to begin to show yourself because... The way e-hailing is being structured, we are supposed to, you know, it's, it's almost as though we're, we're, we're being seen as competitors to the traditional minibus taxi yeah. industry. But what we really want is a healthy working ecosystem within public transportation, right? And it, we, need, we need the strength of Santago, we need the strength of government for us to then make sure we bring about this healthy and safe working uh, industry. Uh, in terms of safety and sexual harassment, I think first and foremost, everybody deserves safety, whether you are a passenger or you are a rider. And we need to understand that platforms like Bolt that has got weak vetting and, and you know, Bolt has got this habit of blocking drivers without, without having any engagement with them if there's a complaint or if there's an issue, which yeah. then gives way to bad habits where, they, where fake profiles are being rented out which then gives way to criminality. If people, no if control. drivers were given right to reply in issues and disputes, these problems wouldn't be happening. Everybody deserves safety, and regulation can bring about that safety. But before we go, we are going on this shutdown, and we're asking for the public support, whether it's on social media, under the hashtag YDOT, YSantaco, because we really need to know why is our government not showing up? It's a decade since this e-hailing industry has been causing havoc. It's a decade since fathers and sons have been on the streets killing each other and our government does nothing. Why? We're going to need to leave it there. And from what, from what you're saying, it's just a big miscommunication between the owners of the app and the actual drivers on the ground, man. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Okay, thank you.
And shout out to all of the drivers because whenever I'm in a Uber, um, especially because that's what I usually use, I generally hear a lot of them playing Radio 2000 um, in the background. So <laughs> shout out for you guys for the support, right? man. You know, yeah. no, definitely every single time it's always Radio 2000. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.